Hi, welcome to Tamiwa Oluen Podcast. Thanks for downloading, and as you listen, you are guaranteed an encounter with the word. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Joshua 1, verse 8. If you can give it to me in the NLT translation, because we started building up on something at the home training on Friday, and I just want to take it from there. NLT, praise God. Praise God. It says, study this book of instructions continually. I'll tell you the reason why I'm using NIT, because I'm going to take you back to NIV. Get NIV ready. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night. So you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then. In other words, nothing happens until you've done this part. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all that you do. Don't forget, this instruction was given to Joshua. And why was this instruction given to Joshua? I explained to them at the Friday home training. Joshua was never in the plan. Joshua was never in the plan of leading the people of Israel to the promised land. Pastor, how would you say that? God said to Moses, I am raising you up to deliver my people from the land of Egypt and bring them into the promised land that I've secured for them. The promised land was the land of Canaan. Why was Moses taken out of the picture? Because he could not create a balance between his character and his anointing. There is a pattern at which you are called forth that your character begins to bring up its head. If you are not careful enough, you misinterpret your character for the anointing. That was the case of Moses. Was there not several times in the scripture where Moses actually looked at God's people and said, God should bring upon the sins of the people on him. That's not the kind of God we serve. It deals with every man according to the portion or the dimension at which they operate with them. But Moses was conversant with a covenant that God can bring the sins of the fathers on the children. But he wants a reversal that God should bring the sins of the children to the father. It does not work like that. It starts from the head to the tail and not from the tail to the head. That's why it says the anointing draws from the heads of Aaron, from the bears of Aaron and flows down towards his garment. So Joshua was never part of the picture. Joshua was just an anybody just like you. In fact, the Bible says Joshua was the son of none. His father was really not known. Joshua was just an ardent follower. Just an ardent follower. I'll explain something to them. I tell you to tell you how to tell you how so irrelevant Joshua can be. He was not even among the leaders that Moses chose. But when it was time for them to spy a land, Joshua was among the people that were selected. Anytime you want to send somebody a message that does not make sense and that can take their life, you don't send somebody that is valuable to you. That's why politicians will never give their sons flyers and posters to go on the street. Who do they send? Talks. Because if a talk dies, they cannot shed a single tear. But if they lose their son or daughter, that's the end of that career for them. Because they can't, you, you heard what the former president said. He said the blood of a Nigerian does not justify his political career. That's somebody who fears the Lord. 
So we are looking for men to go and spy a land. The leader knows what is in the land. Moses knows what was there. Moses knows that. Let me tell you something. Whatever thing that God will give to you, never assume that you are the first occupant. If he gives you a blessing, never assume you are the first person is blessing with that kind of thing. It's like somebody entering his village and telling his village that I'm the first to buy a Mercedes Benz. You just lied. Because several people have used that car before you. The only difference is that they've not driven it to that village. You are the first to drive it to that village. That's why there's a difference between the first woman to buy a car and the first woman to own a car. It's two different things. So when they interviewed Fumilayo Ransom Kuti and said, how do you feel being the first woman to buy a car? He said, there's really nothing special because I'm not the first woman to buy a car. But I'm the first woman in Nigeria to drive a car. So honing it is another level entirely. So they were looking for men to spy and they said, who should we choose? Let's choose those that even if they die on the journey, it's not a big deal. So they chose Joshua. Can I shock you with this? I said this on Friday and I'm just going to say it again. I'm trying to paint a picture of who Joshua is and why God gave him this instruction. A set of men went to spy the land. A group set of people came back with the direct and absolute result that this land we are going to we are like grasshoppers. The land is filled with giants. That's why my father of faith will always say that anytime you are embarking into anything that God has prepared for you and you see giants, it is clear picture that that thing clear. actually belongs to you. In this. Are you following me this morning? It's clear picture that that thing belongs to you. If everything is just going easy, 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 you have not eaten it well. Have you seen where they are drilling a ball? Once they are digging that stuff, it's going down, it's going down, it's going down. But when it starts eating a rock, that's when you see the machine giving some dangerous kind of noise. That if you are, see, if if you are too gentle, let me let me use the word gentle, or let me say if you are too feminine in your spirit. For example, you follow your wife into the labor room and you see the pains all over her face. Is that a good place to tell the doctor and say, leave her, we are not giving birth again? You can access life through brain. While she's in the labor, she's saying this will be the first and the last. Guess what? You'll come back there in two years' time. You've heard, we have mothers here. But there are no times when you have your first child, you said, I'm done. Okay. It was the same you that dragged the guy at night and said, let's do the guy's like, have you forgotten what you said? He said, I, I, I feel it. Let's do it. Then the second one comes. Probably is when you are having the fourth child. You just take a stroll into the hospital and say, I think I'm due. Praise God. So they came back with a report. We are like grasshoppers. We can't go any far. These guys will defeat us. They are giants. The land of Canaan, they are giants. But I trust Joshua. Joshua actually did not come with a good report. He came with a report that sound pleasing to the leader. What did he say? It's right there in the book of Joshua. He said, oh, the land is for us. It's flowing with milk and honey. We can actually defeat them. They are nothing. They are nothing. We got on our side. I'm giving you a summary. We got on our side. Well, we'll finish them. We'll finish them. <laughs> Somebody just came with a clear picture. We are grasshoppers. I believe that was what the leader saw that despite the turmoil these difficulties and challenges somebody is seeing a clearer picture 
Now you see the reason why the prophet said, he said, God, open his eyes. Because if this one's eyes is not open, it will be shaking all through the battles and the fight. Then God looked at Moses and said, with this, your character imbalance, with your anointing, I think it's high time to take you out of the way. I need somebody that can think like me. Moses was not thinking like God. Moses was always dragging with God. Always dragging with God. And the only thing that makes a man drag with God is not your anointing, it's your character. That God said, I need somebody who can speak like me. I need somebody who can act like me. I need somebody who can reason like me. Then God decided to pick on Joshua. And he looked at Joshua. He said, this tax that is ahead of you, you would mess up just like Moses. But I'll help you. But I'll do one. I'll help you. Let's read verse 7. Joshua 1 verse 7. So you understand why I just said I'll help you. Joshua 1 verse 7. Joshua 1 verse 7. Can I have it real quick? Media. See what he said. He said be strong and be what? Be strong and be what? Very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate for them. Turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in all that you do. Take it to verse 6. Take it to verse 6. Verse 6. You see something. Take it to verse 6. Verse 6. Be strong and courageous. For you are the one. Who will lead these people to possess all the land I saw to their ancestors I would give to them. Who was this instruction originally given to? Moses. It's just like when God looks at you and says, your father has messed up. You are the one that is taking up the mantle. The question to ask yourself is, how, why, God, how did you watch the initial person mess up? Why don't I have a different kind of mantle? Why are you giving me the mantle? Have you heard where fathers of faith will tell you that some of us are running with Asian mantles? Can I shock some of you this morning? Apostle Babalola did not finish his tax. Somebody is still carrying his mantle in this place. Benson Daosa did not finish his tax. Somebody is carrying his mantle in this place. Catherine Kuman did not finish her tax. Somebody is, that's why Jesus said, I did not finish my work. The only work I finished just to secure you is the work of salvation. What next did he say? He said, greater works than this. Shall you what? Can I shock you? This somebody said to me during the week. Somebody said, do you know even believers has performed much more miracle than Jesus? Why are you giving Joshua? It was not there. Joshua was not at the burning bush. Joshua knows nothing about what you... But he said, he said, he said be courageous. You will lead the people. Now go to verse 7. Go to verse 7. Go to verse 7. He said, be careful to obey all the instructions. Moses, what if Moses did not give him any instruction? If you had parents that they give them 10 instructions, they only tell you five. Praise God. I don't know if there's anybody in this place, you've been in the shoes whereby you are going to some stores, then your parents start telling you some things they said about you when you were born. Do I have anybody here? The question to ask is, when you gave back to me, why didn't you write it in a book and put it beside me for me to grow up to see it? How come is when I'm going through this part? Try for ladies, they'll say, ah, they said about you that you might. Why didn't you tell me growing up? 
He says, be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them. Turn in either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in all that you do. Now, give me Joshua 1 verse 8 in NIV. Joshua 1 verse 8 in NIV. In NIV. It says, do not let this book of the Lord depart from your mouth. Now, you see the reason why I read NLT first. NLT calls that same book the book of what? Instructions. Now, it's calling this one in NIV the book of law. Because actually the book of the law is not the Holy Bible. The book of the law is the book of instruction. Written instruction and spoken instructions. Because one person is to lead the people. And that person has to have the manual. If everybody else has the manual, what does that tell you? Everybody is the leader. In the Nigerian police force or in the army on the military all police officers cannot hold the same kind of gun how many of you know that how many of you know that in case you don't know try invite a set of police to your house ask them for their rank you realize that they don't all hold the same gun you will never give an AK-47 to just an officer that is controlling traffic AK-47 to an officer controlling traffic never probably would just be holding uh, pepper spray. Now, an officer that is uh, maybe, I, I really don't even know their rank. Just let, let me just say it this way. The ammunition with a DPU can never be the same that is with, uh, what's this other rank in police? The lowest one. Huh? A sergeant. A sergeant. Or corporal. No. DPU, corporal, sergeant, same ammunition. Never. Now, you are the major general. Do you know the kind of weapons those ones will have? The kind of trainings those ones will have? Why can't they take Nigerian police force to Sambisa Forest? They will come back like Suya. They can't. Because they are not trained for it. So if God exposes the book of instruction to all the Israelites, then all of them will know how to enter the place. So that's why when Joshua tells them and say, don't say anything around the wall of Jericho. Just walk around there seven times. Somebody else with the instruction, what will he say? No. My own instruction says that when you reach that place, you must shout hallelujah. When you reach that place, you must say amen. See, when there is confusion in leadership, what happens? It's chaos. It's chaos. One person must have it. One person. Just one person. That's why there's only one CEO. There can't be two CEO in a company. There will be issues. There can be different directors, but one CEO. And there can be two mothers. One mother. All the people that are coming near you and say, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, you only have one mother. Just one mother. Just one. Just one. There's a tendency to have many fathers. If you understand what I'm saying. They sleep with your mom on Monday. Somebody else comes sleep with her on Tuesday. Somebody else comes sleep with her on Wednesday. She herself can be confused. She cannot tell which of which brought about your destiny. But she knows that she's the one that gave birth to you. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? It's not part of my note, but I'm just helping somebody. So all leaders cannot have the same instruction. Somebody must be, somebody must lead the team. Even in harm robbery, there's a leader. We all know we are going to rob. In witchcraft, there is a leader. 
In wizardry, there is a leader. In a church, there is a leader. In a nation, there is what? There is a leader. So only the leader has the instruction. The instruction is the manual. Meditate on the manual day and night. Be careful to do everything that is written in it. So anytime you see the book of the law, what does that tell you? The book of what? Instructions. Somebody say book of instructions. Now let's read 1 Timothy chapter 4. 1 Timothy 4 verse 12 to 15. 1 Timothy 4 verse 12 to 15. You can give me that in NIV. I don't really care. It says, do not let anyone look down on you because you're young. Just like Joshua. But set an example for believers in speech, in life, in love, in faith, and in purity. Verse 13. Verse 13. Until I come, devote yourself to the what? To the public reading of the scripture. To preaching and to teaching. You can preach what you don't know. You can teach what you don't understand. Did you get that? You can preach what you don't know. And you can teach what? What you don't understand. That's why I told you in this church, I would not come and teach you revelation. Because I myself have not gotten to that level. And I don't want to come and say something that I will come and be apologizing ten times. Are we together? Till today, some pastors are still confused. Whether there is four heavens or seven heavens or thirty-six heavens. None of us know. But Genesis tells us, God created the what? The heavens and the earth. If there is one head, why are we having 36 heaven? I don't know. But when we get there, we'll cross it. A good way to get there is let's all wait for rapture. Let all of us die. When you get there, you will know whether it's 36 or 7. I'm sure when you do all the waka, 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 waka. Praise God. It's like somebody telling you, I know the length and breadth of Ibadan. He's a joker. Because recently I've got into some areas in Ibadan and I'm asking myself, which one is Ajia? Which one is a monotone? I'm confused. You think you know everywhere. You think you have gone, you have taken bike everywhere in this Ibadan. You're a joker. Have you had some bike men to take you to some place and, and he's telling you that, say, take me to Tipa Garage? It's like Tipa Garage. Tipa Garage. Okay, where they go now? Tipa Garage. For where that one day? Down. Even in your neighborhood, your neighborhood, there are some places where you've not even been to. Are we, am, am I saying the right thing? Yeah. With all your waka, you've not. You've not. It says, do not neglect your gift, which was given to you through a prophetic message when the elders, the body of elders, laid their hands on you. Now, verse 15. Verse 15. It says, be diligent in this matter. When you meditate on something, you are diligent to hear. That means you act into it. You do everything you say. It says, give yourself only to them, not half of yourself. That's why it says you must observe everything written in it. Not some things, not half, not partial. But what? Everything. So give your full self to it. If God needs your leg, don't keep one. Give him the two. If he needs your hands, don't keep one. Give him the two. If he needs your heart, don't give him your lungs. If he needs your body, don't give him your mind. Give him everything that he wants. He says, so that everyone may do what? May see your progress. You already know that prosperity is obvious. You can't hide it. Amen? You can't hide prosperity. Now, success. Can you hide success? No. You can't. You can't hide success. If you are successful, you are successful. If you are prosperous, you are prosperous. You can't hide those two things. 
That's why sometimes we Nigerians are still confused when people in the other nations are saying Nigeria is prosperous. And we're asking ourselves, with the cashless policy, with what we are passing through, how do you say we are prosperous? The reason is because you are not seeing the things they are saying. No matter how much they dig their ground, they can't find gold. Can I shock somebody? I'm not, see, just to go and destroy your father's house. If you carry the right instrument and dig your house down, like dig it down, you'll find something. But it's just that you'll destroy many things. You will find something. You will find something. I'm telling you the truth. Was it not last Sunday I was talking about, maybe last Sunday, the previous Sunday I was talking about gold and one of my protocols told me that they found the village in Elisha or some maybe Jisha, Elisha, yeah, where they, they have gold. He said if you get to that place, it's filled with Chinese. Even the villagers don't know what the Chinese people are doing there. Because in somebody's mind, you think gold will come like this? You think the gold will come like this? No. It probably comes out, I don't know, I've never tried it. It probably comes out like black particles. And the people there are looking at it, going, ah, hey, one, one day. You know, you know that's what they say, hey, one, one day. Just like anytime I'm passing beside Lagos or beside, uh, I think it was Mr. Toby that helped me with this. Anytime I'm passing beside Lagos or Refuse Dome, I'm always pitting those that are picking stuffs on the road. Those people that pick uh, rotting, uh, rusted materials. I don't know if you know those kind of people that are picking rusted metals and all that stuff in your mind you are saying poverty okay you join them because if you know how much those guys are making in your mind they are like ah why are they picking refuse stones why are they doing this why are they doing that they are picking money they are doing what they are picking money so your success is is visible and prosperity at the same time. So when you diligent, when you're diligent in these matters, he said you give yourself wholly to them. And you know, he said everyone, everyone will see your success. So let me start by saying meditation is clearly a spiritual exercise that is beyond thinking and reflecting. Meditation goes beyond thinking and reflecting. It's a spiritual exercise. Thinking and reflecting is just an aspect of meditation, but not the full act of meditation. Meditation is a spiritual exercise that you must practice, that you must live for, for you to enjoy dominion and glory. The word meditation is translated from the Hebrew word aga, which means to imagine. To imagine. Aga, to imagine. That's not, this, this translation now tells you the reason why God chose Joshua. Because the other guys were seeing grasshoppers, Joshua was seeing what? Defeated people. As a matter of fact, a part of me feels that Joshua was just after the possibility of prosperity in that land. Because Joshua was not just seeing grasshoppers. He, he, he was not seeing the, themselves as grasshoppers. He was seeing that this land is flowing with milk and honey. Whatever it takes to get it, we'll get it. Whatever it takes, we'll get it. We'll get it. Let me, let me say this. This is not a license for you to travel out and go and do what I'm saying. Somebody say, I will not do it. Say it, I will not do it. Uh, say it loud and clear. If you don't say it, I will not say what I want to say. Say, I will not do it. Aha. When I got to the U.S., I got to realize the reason why 
they have a lot of baby mamas. You just see women come to you and they'll say, sleep with me. And you ask yourself, why do you want me to sleep with you? She just sleep with me. You don't have a problem. Just sleep with me. You are fine. In Nigeria, when you sleep with someone, the person calls you months after and says, I, I missed my something, my calendar. Just know you're in trouble. But these ones will call you in the U.S. and say, thank you. I really appreciate what you did to me. And you're asking yourself, what are you appreciating me for? Me, I'm regretting what I did. Say, oh man, you are such a blessing. Thank you for blessing my life. I was working in a law court. And the guy was telling me, he said, Tommy, you're young. He said, the ladies will come to you. I said, why do you say that? He said, trust me. They just want a young African guy that will not give them issues. I said, what do you mean by no issues? He said, you just want to sleep with them and they'll just have kids for you. I said, is there a must to have kids for someone? He said, no. It's not that they really want to have kids for you. They just want the kids. And I said, why? He said, let me break it down for you. It is $4,000 for a child for the next 15 years. So imagine they have four. Times four. For 15 years. See what your spam can do. In Nigeria, yeah, you will suffer. But over, I'm telling you true stuff. Ask any of your relatives that's outside there. You file for one child till that child is 15 or 18. In fact, recently the law now says that even if the child is above 18, but the child is still living under you and does not have a job, you can still file for that child as the one taking care of that child. So that means there's a tendency to file for a child till the child is 35. You just be telling the child, don't walk. Don't walk. So 4,000. That's why you see baby mamas. They just have a child for Mr. A, half for Mr. B, half for Mr. C. Have you not asked yourself, why are they not taking those children to their fathers? No. In fact, you will not even know that you have a child. Are you healing? Is what I'm saying? But they've converted your spam to POS. They are just withdrawing everything. Just withdrawing. So in your own Nigeria, yeah, you are shouting cashless policy. Someone is saying, oh, well, cash real. <laughs> Praise God. So those ladies are they've, they've done the calculation in their head. You know why? Because that law cannot change. All manner of presidents can come in. That law has been for over 300 years. So the law cannot just change tomorrow. Can I bet you with this? Let that law change tomorrow. You will realize that every lady, almost all the nonsense ladies in America, they'll change their lifestyle. They'll change. Because now the law is not working for them. Another law that happens in the US is when you are driving, you just see somebody all of a sudden just press brake. So you're asking yourself, what's wrong with the car? What happened to the car? No, because he saw the speed you are coming with. He also too was speeding. And he was picturing, ah, let me say to you about And I just go to the hospital. And I just declare that I cannot move my leg for the next six months. Number one, his company will still pay him for six months. Number two, he can sue you to court. He sues you to court, you are paying millions for the rest of your life. So in Nigeria, you come out of the car and say, we're in here, we're cool. But it's a lie. He's, 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 he's happy. He's just happy. My first two years in America, I learned some things and I asked myself, I said, why will people 
sacrificed their life like this just for the money. My dad had to now tell me, he said, the money is not one time. Imagine the money coming for years. For years. I know somebody that just slept at work. Ordinary sleeping. How many times have you slept? Just sleeping. Just sleep. Ah. And the next thing, the person, they just, they, they, they just categorize the person as disabled. But anytime we go for parties, we see the person in the party. <laughs> so we are the one advising the person with disabled. But he's collecting disability fee every month. So that's why I said, tell me that you will not do it. <laughs> so it's just any possible opportunity. They are not looking at now. They are looking at the future. Ten kids for different men. $4,000 for each child every year. Calculate it. They're like, ah, with this kind of money, that means for the next 18 years of my life, I will not have to struggle for money. I will not have to. Somebody just sits in his house, cross his leg. His children look at him and say, ah, disabled mom. It's not, she's not disabled. She knows how it's so it means agar. It means to imagine. Another translation means to roar. So meditation actually means expressing your imagination. That's why I said to you that we are not so sure that Moses gave Joshua all the instruction. But Mo Joshua is now put in a position whereby he needs to meditate. He needs to bring into imagination. He needs to bring pictures together. He needs to express himself in those imagination. Imagi meditation can simply be expressing the spoken word. Now, that's the reason why I said expressing the spoken word because some of you might be saying, Pastor, if the book of the law, if the book of instruction actually means spoken and written word, the truth of the matter is that something that is written must be spoken to you. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? I gave an illustration on Friday and I'm going to use the same thing too. How many of you have mothers that are very strict? Disciplinary kind of mother. Your mother is very strict. She can embarrass you even on your graduation day. She doesn't care. Praise God. Even on your wedding day, if you do any else, she'll, she'll change it for you. Amen. So imagine your mom sends you a text on phone and says, sweetheart, when you get back home from school, kindly prepare noodles for your younger one. Love you. See you later at night. You know there's a tendency for you to get home. I said, no do God. Because that message to you is not, it's not frightening. Amen? But your mother really wants you to prepare noodles because she knows your younger ones will be starving. But imagine early in the morning, or maybe you are just taking your shower, she just opened the door. Da! I like that. I noodles. While you are in school, what will you be thinking about? Noodles. The two messages are the same. Amen? But one carries power. The other one, you're like, ah, ah, mommy called me sweetheart. But that fear, you say, gah, into the bathroom. You're like, ah, what's that? You say, you to The moment you get to, in fact, if your younger one say they will not eat the noodles, you will force it inside them. Because you know what can happen to you. 
That's why I said imagination is expressing the what? The spoken word. Because you are converting what is written now. You are speaking it to yourself and you are now expressing it. Because if you are just expressing the written word, there is a tendency that you might be acting like a fool. It's like somebody reading the scripture, the written word, and the written word says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not lack. Then you sit there in, the, in your house, waiting for money to come and meet you. Waiting for blessings to come and meet you. The scripture is right. It said, the Lord is your shepherd, and you shall not what? Shall not lack. Did he tell you not to walk? Somebody say, expressing the spoken word. Three basic components that makes meditation complete. Number one, you have to visualize God's word as you study it. Converting God's word into a realistic picture. Converting his word into a what? A realistic picture into your heart. Those pictures created in your mind and in your consciousness, they gradually transport into your spirit. Until you have created a picture for those words, they cannot enter your heart. Now, the more those words are created and you have the picture and it's in your heart, the more they stay in your heart, gradually they transport into your spirit. Just like when you take medicine, it's not immediately that the medicine begins to work. It takes a while. That's why someone like me, each time I go to the clinic and I'm feeling anything and they are like, oh, let's administer these drugs to you. I'm like telling them, I don't want drugs. Just give me an injection. Because why? The, the, the duty and the job of the drug is that it dissolves inside you then transports into your blood system so why don't you give me something that goes into the blood immediately so I've gone to the hospital several times few times with typhoid figure and the moment I get the injection I call it short the moment I get it boom the typhoid fever is gone I just advise somebody now you've been taking fancy that fancy that chloroquine just go for the shot collect the injection sometimes you want to take chloroquine, you know how bitter it is. So you are scared of taking it. But the injection, boom, directly. That's why when they want to inject you, what are they looking for in your body? Their veins. Where can we easily penetrate into the blood? Once it's inside the blood, Number two, vocalize God's word as you study. Vocalize it. This means to confess to profess God's word into your space. That's why you hear pastors who always tell you, confess the word, confess the word, confess the word. This enacts a personal consciousness of what is written and what is spoken. The more you speak the word, there's a personal conviction. Let me tell you something. How did I get that revelation that it says the, uh, the, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I, the more I kept saying the Lord is my shepherd, it brought into my consciousness that that means tomorrow you must be a sheep. Because if you are a dog, it can't be your shepherd. So that's why sometimes if you don't say some things, you cannot really get the depth and the meaning of it. How come you are scared for your life by hitting a woman by the roadside? And the woman has said, could they need daffwen? How come you went home thinking that your downfall was as a because of what that person spoke? Because all through your journey, what were you thinking about? You are thinking about the magnitude of could they need daffwen? Why is it that when your friends look at you and say, weary, no go better for you, 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 you laughed about it? Why? Because it's what? It's your friend. And you too, you say the same thing to him too. But a strange woman at Baggy Market with tribal marks just look at you and say, 
Why me carry this in? You're like, Mama, you know, like, before I could any damn fool. You, you create a sin. But you tell your friend, your friend say, No go better for you. Like, I swear, I swear, you no go do it. You're like, I better stop, John. No, they, no, they cost me, John. But an old woman at back, you are running to teach him, Pastor, pray for me. Pastor, pray for me. I don't know that woman before. He said, the way the woman said it is the same way your friend used to say it. But something within you, your consciousness there, you say, this one carry weight. This one carry weight. Why didn't you say your friends won't carry weight? Why? Because both of you are so mutual. That's why sometimes when they tell some people that the battles you are facing from is from your household, is from your friends, you find it very difficult to believe. Why? Because you have been so mutual with those people that you think they cannot do you any harm. Can I shock you with this? Everybody came with their own destiny. If it takes them to destroy yours, to make their own to work, they will do it. Are you listening to what I'm saying? They will do it. That's why you have to be careful of the kind of testimonies you see about your partner. I'm advising some ladies here. And I'm advising some men here. Be very careful of the kind of things you say. My wife is endowed. You keep saying it. Okay, they will do the endowment for you. My husband is loving and caring. You keep saying it. You keep saying it. Somebody else is already 38. No husband. She just wants something. She said, actually, your husband is loving and caring. Yeah, you can do two wives now. So, Pastor, what do I say? My husband is my husband. Your wife, my wife is my wife. Is she endowed? I don't even know. There must be a personal conviction the more you speak those words. Number three. Raw God's word. What does it mean to raw? Put it into act. Raw does not just mean to shout. Put it into act. Anytime somebody asks me, what are that thing? What are those things you can remember about your father? The only thing I always remember about my dad that I remember every time, every time. I don't see his picture, but I remember his words. What I remember is that my dad will not finish a prayer with you, and, and he will hand it with Tomoa. You will not see shame. So anywhere I get to, I'm always professing those words. If I'm in trouble, I keep saying it. I will not see shame. One minute to shame, I will not see it. You know that like when you see shame and God brings you out. It's different from you will not see it. He said, behold, the Egyptians you see today, you will see them what? No more. That's a good prayer. But now we're saying that there is a shame, but you will not see it. I prophesy that to someone, you will not see shame. One minute to shame, you will not see it. That's why the Bible says, it says the light shines so bright that darkness cannot comprehend. Another translation says, darkness is trying to look for light. So even light, so you say, darkness is thereby. So the moment light shows up, darkness is like, ah, where is it? Where is it? That's the meaning of that prayer my dad prays. That you will not see it. It would exist, but you will not see it. I pray that prayer one more time. You will not see shame. The power of meditation. Meditation drives God's word into your spirit. Taking the word of God from your mind into your spirit. I'm helping somebody this morning. That word must into It's not just a word that is in your mouth. That's why the, the Bible says, it says, out of your belly shall flow what? Rivers of living water. Did you drink water? No. But those things you have taken inside your belly, boom. 
So you must be very careful of the kind of things you take into your spirit. That's why I was helping somebody some, some years ago. I told the person, I was trying to explain, when they were, we used to have all these Christ Embassy discussions and all of that stuff. That was why in Christ Embassy, that was how they knew that this guy has a call of God upon his life. The way he's dissecting scriptures is totally different. I told the person, I said, you can hear all kinds of secular songs. But guess what? Those songs will not pass just your head. Secular songs don't enter your spirit. You know why? Because in your spirit is what? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a storage on its own. Have you tried to say something in a, in, 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 a, in a storage and the storage is telling you this format is not accepted? Have you seen that before? You are trying to save it. This format, you know they work. So let's assume that um, secular songs are in PDF but gospel songs are in document format like docs or PNG. So the storage is telling you, say, I can save anything, no. but when it comes to PDF, I know they call it error, error, error. So you know what some of we Christians do? We do what they call conversion. I'm trying to remember one secular song that they converted to a Christian song. Remind me one, John's like, if a good secular song that was converted to Christian. Remind me one. Uh-huh. Good, good. So, in your mind, ah, but sweet mother is not secular. Okay, let's assume it's secular. So, your spirit is trying to take in sweet mother is not entering. You're like, this song must enter, sir. But the spirit is looking at you say, I know they collect this format. I know you really you like this song. It must enter. And the spirit says, Okay, let's help you. You really want this to enter. We'll go convert them. So, they convert PDF to what? To PNG or JPEG. So the song not changes. Sweet Jesus, boom, just enters. So no matter how much you inhale anything from the demonic world, because you don't have a demon inside of you, it's rejecting it. So that's why those songs are just in your head, but they are not in your spirit. The only thing that can enter the spirit of a man is the word of God. Nothing else can enter. do I know this? The mind could be a logical place. A logical place to experience the word of God. That's what I talked about the conversion. So your mind is trying to convert sweet mother to sweet Jesus. That if you can remember anyone, I don't know I'm, for, I'm forgetting that this morning. Hey, any other one? Uh, there's one they sing for praise and worship. Let me let me remember one. Uh, remind me one. Anyone? It just jams like they don't always remember songs. So the songs they rehearse. Anybody that knows any song that you know is secular but they converted it to a Christian song? Help me, help me, help me. My time is going. Chance the light. You don't know any song? People cannot be that spiritual. Eh? That's Makusa, right? Yeah, so it starts with. Uh, so your mind. So, so your mind is a logical place. It's trying to tell you that, okay, these things you have acquired, that's why it says be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So anytime those things are coming to your mind, your mind is looking at it and say, this one, now for your hand, it go day. This one, now for your leg, it go day. This one, not just for your stomach. This one, not just for your mind. This one, not just for your mouth. This one, not just for your head. But you know this one? is entering your spirit. It's entering your what? Your spirit. See why the scripture says, it says what defiles a man is not the things that comes out of it, but he said the things that he takes in the mouth. Why? Because your mouth is that is that place that takes in so much. The entrance. Are you getting what I'm trying to say this morning? It enters into your mouth. 
and that's the same thing that happens in your digestive system you can eat all kinds of things but your digestive system chooses what to keep and what to release sometimes I'm having stomach pain and I'm telling my wife I'm like ah it must be the vegetable I ate last night she's like why would you say it's the vegetable I say hey, because when I looked at the poo poo it was black she's like ah so in your head too you are calculating but vegetable are green now why am I saying but the genesis system has tried to convert it, convert it, convert it, convert it. Lord, I said, this thing was changed. See, at this point, I'm not taking the vegetable, I'm taking the agusi. Vegetable. Go out. Are you getting what I'm trying to say to you this morning? John chapter 6, verse 63. John 6, 63. John 6, 63. John 6, 63. John 6, John chapter 6 verse 63 it says the spirit gives what? It gives life it gives life the flesh counts for nothing the flesh counts for what? nothing So it's, it's not a jackpot to take anything in your flesh but the most important thing is what? your spirit if you force a format that the spirit is not designed for that's when the man crashes need to understand that God's word is designed with a divine energy empowered to affect everything about your life and your space consistent meditation of God's word makes you to begin to think to talk to act like God and there's a clear reflection of God's word in the space of that man I want to close with this the consistent practice of God's word ignites the possibility of God in the life of a person. The consistent, the more you meditate on his word, the more you reflect, the more you think, the more you embrace, the more you realize his word, the possibility of God becomes evident. The word of God is richly made available for the effective use of everyone but it's only accessible to those who want to use it I want to become what the word talks about so if you want to become the word what do you do? meditate on the word you want to become the word? you do what? meditate on the word you want the word to work for you what do you do? meditate on the word We believe you have been blessed by this audio podcast, and we never like to close without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Would you say this prayer with me? Dear Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart today, and I am making you the Lord of my life. Amen. Congrats. You are now a child of God. Thank you for listening and downloading Tamiwa Oluen Podcast. We want to take over nations for Christ. Partner with us today by visiting www.heavennation.org forward slash donate. Kindly subscribe to get update of new messages and share with your friends and families. We love you and we celebrate you.